Hey everyone, uh, today I want to talk about three finance concepts that every business owner should know. As many of you know, I spent the first part of my career in the investment management industry, raising capital and managing funds for high net worth individuals and other professional investors. And through that experience, uh, I was exposed to almost a, another language. And most industries have this. Uh, but in the finance industry, there are a number of terms that aren't typically found kind of in our day-to-day -day exchanges with friends and family and things, uh, things along those lines. I want to talk about three finance concepts and terms that were very common back in those days that are relevant today. And the reason why I wanted to cover this today is because it is true that what you don't know really can hurt you. My belief is by talking about these three concepts, and there are many more, but these three today will hopefully expose you to some other kind of points of view, which can be helpful for you in your personal and professional endeavors. A mentor of mine, who I've mentioned a few times, uh, Sharon Trivatsa, has a great line that, that resonated with me as I was thinking about this. And he says, the limits of your language are the limits of your world. So today I'm going to give you three finance concepts and terms that you can add to your library, to your language to hopefully expand the limits of your world. The first is the term dry powder. The second is the term sunk cost. And last but not least, a concept of quick ratio versus current ratio. So if that sounded like another language and you have no idea what I'm talking about, stay tuned because understanding these three concepts and they as far as I'm concerned, are deeply interrelated. You will have a better understanding of, number one, terminology. Number two, the concepts that underlie these terms and why they are so widely known in the financial services industry. And third, you'll have an understanding of how to apply these to your personal and professional endeavors. So first, dry powder. Second, the term sunk cost. And third, the difference between a quick ratio and a current ratio. So these terms are important to know in any market climate, but they are especially important in today's world. And the reason for that is because changing markets, as you've heard me talk about, changing markets are where fortunes are made. And the economic conditions that we find ourselves in today, there is a high level of uncertainty out in the world. And when there is a high level of uncertainty, you get a wider range of different opinions and different viewpoints and different beliefs of what is going to happen in the future. You will see those opinions reflected in wider moves within the markets that we participate in. So the most common one here in the U.S. are the U.S. equity markets or the stock markets. When you have these wider opinions, you'll get bigger moves in the market. And when you have bigger moves in the market, both up and down, you'll have more opportunity to take advantage. When I was running our first hedge fund back about 15, almost 20 years ago, one of the key pieces that we needed in order to be profitable and in order to make money in that fund was volatility. So movements up and movements down, because if you don't have movements, you don't have opportunities to capture any kind of kind of difference between where people's beliefs are and where yours are. So 
the three concepts again that we want to talk about that are relevant to changing market climates and when there's high uncertainty are dry powder the second one is sunk cost and the third is the difference between quick ratios and current ratios for anyone who owns and operates their own business first dry powder it sounds kind of silly, the concept of dry powder, and you might have a picture in your mind of you know, a powder keg or something like that. And if so, you are exactly right. So the concept of dry powder has its origins. It is rooted in the days of guns and cannons, where you needed to have dry powder, dry gunpowder in that case, uh, for your weapons to actually work. And so the concept now, as we talk about dry powders, relates to capital and to uh, finance. It is a term that is used to talk about the, the amount of cash or unallocated cash you have available. So to have dry powder means to have money set aside that is quote-unquote dry, ready to use, that is not allocated to a, for another purpose. And I'm going to spotlight the word unallocated. Unallocated meaning you can use it to take advantage of opportunities. It is not capital just sitting on the sidelines that is used to cover things like operating expenses, whether that be personally or in your business. Dry powder means to have capital that is not committed to anything else that you can use at any time to take advantage of opportunities that might present themselves. So secondly, the term sunk cost. And this one might be more familiar to folks, uh, but it is the idea that capital, capital defined as uh, time and money, things that you invest, it's the idea that the capital that you've invested has already been allocated, has already been used, and cannot be recovered. And the reason why this is critical is because we make decisions based on a set of information. So first, sunk costs are in the past. And because they're in the past, we cannot go and rewrite history. So if you find yourself in a situation, especially in today's times where the equity markets have come down quite a bit from their highs, sunk cost means you can't go back. You can't undo that decision. And who hasn't ever wished they could undo a decision, right? But the idea of sunk cost means it's already, the, the water's already under the bridge. We have to move forward and make a new decision today. The idea of a sunk cost is very closely related to the saying, don't throw good money after bad. So once we make a decision and then we find out the implications of that, whether it be starting a business, buying a business, selling a business, making an investment, whatever it might be, if we can't go back and unmake the decision, the best thing we can do is to make sure we don't make it worse. So throwing good money after bad means even if you've made that decision, don't keep going. Don't keep fueling and throwing money at something that isn't working. And one of the best pieces of advice I got was from a client of ours when I was an intern back in college. And he set a 20% stop loss on every investment and he would sell it if he ever lost 20% of what he invested. And it protected him from big losses. A stop loss is a point below where an investment valuation falls where you will sell that investment. So the point of it is to reduce the chances of losing a significant amount of money. 
So this client shared with me the idea of if I lose 20% of what I invested, I cut my losses and I move on to something else. And this was really enlightening for me because it introduced the idea that how you make money, how you make up that 20% is most likely not by holding the same thing and waiting for it to come back. So if I invest in one stock and it falls 20%, there is a high likelihood that getting into a different investment, which I, given the new sets of information that we get every single minute, every day, every week, etc., that making a different decision today might actually be the better choice. So if you own, for example, Peloton, and I don't mean to pick on them, but I've used them a few times in this podcast, if you invested at the peak of Peloton, and at the time I'm recording this, you would have lost about 90%, a little bit more, 95% of your investment. So think about a stop loss. If you had sold after Peloton came down, fell 20% from its high, you would have saved yourself 75% of the loss or 75% of your investment in the form of a loss. So that's the first. But now let's say you invested $100 in Peloton and that $100 is now worth $5. You don't have to just get back the 95%. You actually have to get a 20x return to get back to your $100. So the question you would ask yourself is, am I better to hold on to Peloton and hopefully it goes back from my $5 valuation today back to the $100 where it was when I invested originally? Or would it be better to look around and say, is there another stock that I could buy today that would has a better chance of going up 20 times from here? The idea of sunk cost means we make a decision and then we can't look back, but we should think about what are the right decisions to make today? What is the new information that we have that we didn't have when we made the decision in the first place? So we've talked about dry powder, making sure that we have cash on the sidelines, cash available to us to take advantage of opportunities. We've talked about sunk cost and the idea that once you make a decision, sometimes you can't go back. Many times you can't go back. And the third, as it relates to making decisions and, and weathering challenging market climates and even preparing for potential uh, changes in market climates is the difference between a quick ratio and a current ratio. And so let me define a couple of terms here so we know that we're, we're on the same page. Quick ratio and a current ratio are both ways to understand how a company, how ready a company is or how able a company is to cover its short-term liabilities, its expenses, typically one year or less. So the thought is, if I know that in the next 12 months, we're going to have $100,000 worth of expenses, the question is, how much cash do we believe we need to have on hand today? And we know we're going to hopefully get some sales over the next 12 months, but how much cash, if we didn't make any other sales, how ready would we be to be able to cover that $100,000 of expenses? So a current ratio takes into account things like how much cash do we have available to us? How many kind of liquid securities do we have available that we could potentially sell and turn into cash quickly? What levels of 
uh, inventory do we have that we know that hopefully we'll be able to turn over and turn into cash over the next 12 months? And lastly, what is the amount of accounts receivable that we are expecting to receive in order to turn into cash? So think about what are things that are actually cash, like your cash in your checking account, your savings account. What are the things that we can turn into cash very quickly, like selling a stock or something along those lines? The third is inventory. So what are the things that we can uh, reasonably sell that we have sitting in, in a warehouse or in a facility where we can sell that inventory and turn it into cash? So if a customer comes in today, purchases that inventory, we can quickly turn that, that inventory into cash. And lastly is any sales that we've already made and commitments that we have of our customers to pay us that should be able to come in in the form of cash in a short period of time. That is what a current ratio is. And for current ratio and the next one that I'm about to, to cover, the idea is, and it's a, it's a fraction, so the top is the amount of cash uh, and marketable securities and inventory and things like that that are on the company's balance sheet. That's on the in the numerator on the top. And in the denominator on the bottom is the amount of liability that is sitting in the company's balance sheet. So these, those things would be like accounts payable. So these are current liabilities, so less than a year. So long-term debt would not be included in this if you have a loan that is payable over, over 30 years or something like that. So one year or less liabilities. So these would be accounts payable, so your bills, other expenses and things along those lines. So things that are liabilities that have to be paid uh, in a very short amount of time. So again, if you if the number is one or more, you're in good shape. So for example, if we had a million dollars of short-term assets, so marketable securities, cash, receivables, and inventory as an example, if we had a million dollars on the top and we had $100,000 of expenses, which means we have a million on the uh, in the numerator on the top and $100,000 in the denominator. Our current ratio would be 10 because it's a million divided by 100,000 or 10. That means the company is very well positioned to meet its obligations in the next 12 months. Now, a version of that is what's called a quick ratio. And the difference here, and I'll highlight why I'm separating the two, the difference here is a quick ratio does not include inventory and typically accounts receivable. And the reason for that is because in a crunch, inventory might not be easily able to be converted into cash. And equally, in a pinch, uh, accounts receivable, you may not receive every 100% of the, that amount uh, of all of those dollars that are that are on the balance sheet. So. The difference between the two is around liquidity in challenging climates. In a stable environment, a current ratio is a great option to measure liquidity because you have, call it a normal course of business. But in a challenging climate, I would encourage you to think about a quick ratio rather than a current ratio. So that means remove inventory and remove uh, accounts receivable from the calculation because when things get tighter in a down market or a recession you will want to make sure that you are very well positioned to weather that storm this is a liquidity check ahead of any potential issues in our example earlier where we had a million dollars in the top 
and $100,000 on the bottom, let's just say, for example, of the million dollars, $800,000 of it was inventory. Now our ratio looks like $200,000 divided by $100,000. Still okay, we have a quick ratio of 2 to 1. 200,000 divided by 100,000. Now, let's just say in our earlier example, what if that million dollars, which looked really good when we calculated it originally, the million of that $950,000 of it is inventory. So now, if we are not able to create cash from our inventory, turn our inventory is the term, now we only have $50,000 available to us to try to cover $100,000 worth of short-term liabilities or expenses. So hopefully you can start to see as we move from a normal, quote-unquote, normal environment to a more challenging environment, the ways that we are able to create cash and have, have a backstop can change drastically. So a great exercise here would be take your current balance sheet, take your current assets, and divide it by two as an example. And then take your current liabilities just as they are and see what your ratio is. If your ratio is not greater than two, I would suggest you give some thought to how you can be prepared to weather a potential slowdown. We've covered three big things, dry powder, the concept of a sunk cost, and lastly, what a quick versus a current ratio. So hopefully this is, you can start to see how these all start to play together. Um, these are themes where uh, we talk about on our newsletter. We send out currently three emails a week. Go to timcalise.com. That's T-I-M-C-A-L-I-S-E.com and sign up. Uh, it will get delivered right to your inbox. And we talk about these themes and others to make sure that you can not only survive, but thrive in any market climate. Just to do a quick recap, dry powder, that is the cash that you have available today that is available to take advantage of opportunities that might present themselves. And the concept of sunk cost, which are a reflection of the decisions that we've made in the past, does not mean that we also have to make the same decision in the future. And third, the concept of calculating your quick ratio, and that is to make sure that you have cash available so that you do not run into any funding constraints personally or professionally in a changing or challenging market climate. So my goal for you is to always be ready and to be open to opportunities that will come. From what we're seeing right now, there is a high likelihood of at least some kind of disruption in, especially in the United States, over the next you know, in the next coming quarters, maybe that's the next two, four, eight quarters to come, there will be opportunities and opportunities favor the prepared. So now is the time to go through the exercise, understand what cash, what assets you have available, make sure that you're ready to go. And if and when opportunities present themselves, you can take advantage of them. Because as we've talked about quite a bit, you are only limited by your options. And if the economy slows down even further, if we enter a bad recession, arguably we're already in one, if you don't know your options, you don't have any. 
And as a colleague of mine, uh, a Navy SEAL by the name of William Branham, uh, a phenomenal guy, I heard him speaking recently, and part of what he was talking about was their training as Navy SEALs. And what he said to me was, we train till failure. And the reason for that is we think about all the things that can go wrong, we train for those things so that we are always prepared. You train for failure. And so in this case, I would ask you to think about what does training for failure look like for you and for your business? Be prepared today. Preparation favors success. Because remember, success favors the prepared. See you guys next time.